to Politics on the Rocks. That was Soul Shine by Government Mule. I'm your host, Nick. And to my right, we have co-host Chris. Hey there, ho there. Across the table, the other co-host, Bookie. Good day, good day. And our slave, Cameron. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, special guest this evening is Legendary Duke. And this is a bourbon whiskey. It is John Wayne's whiskey. Or, yeah, John Wayne. Um, all right. What do we think? I haven't gotten any yet. I'm still Oh, finishing. you haven't gotten any? Oh, God. We got to be better about this. Splash me, sir. Splash oh, me. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. It's uh, <laughs> It tastes like if we took, like, a pumpkin, like an old pumpkin, and, like, smash it on the asphalt. No. And let it rot for a few days. <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Nope, that's it's, not what it tastes it's like. It's kind of like your, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say standard. It's, it's kind of run-of-the-mill. It's not... It's like a like a upper echelon bourbon. Very oaky. Yeah. Got a lot of woody flavor to it. Once you like reach that like, $40 mark, this is kind of what you're looking at. Yeah. It's like kind of... No. It's good, though. Kind of very similar, but... <clears throat> Like any it's other like if you took bottle. one of those like caramel drumsticks and like shoved it up your ass, <laughs> and then ate it. That there's, was that was my second. My there, second. there is a lot of like in the front it's oak and the back it's caramel. Yeah, <laughs> I had um, some caramel. no pumpkin. No, 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 no I had uh, uh, the Long Branch Rye over the weekend. I couldn't think of it when we yeah. were eating, but that I had I found a rye and it's pretty pretty good. It's pretty good for yeah. like a thirty five dollar bottle. Yeah, yeah, I was like, man, I could. Sip on this thing. Yeah, not. I mean, it, I think it's it's maybe a little above standard for the price. Yeah, yeah. caramel, oaky. How much is this bottle? I think it was forty six. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah. It might have been a little more than that, even fifty four, maybe. Really? Yeah, Damn, I don't know. My means, mind's going forty six or fifty four. He's racking it in. Yeah. Well, cool. yeah, that's good though. Is he dead or is he, is he alive? I asked, I asked that last week and I Googled it and I think he's alive. Yeah, he's, I can't remember. He's, though, actually, so he's actually in Ukraine right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just airdropped into the Ukraine. Good, no, he, good for him. Um, oh he, shit, he's dead. He got dropped in the <laughs> since, 19, <laughs> since 1979. Oh, Am I retarded? He must have just died. They just dropped his body in the Donbass region. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. He was born in 1907. <laughs> I think I think he's the when, uh, when, when the fact that when you said he was still alive, I'm like, I don't know. I I, I didn't say anything because I really don't know. But I was like, I'm pretty sure John Wayne was like, 
a real yeah. ass cowboy from yeah like, no he's like he's like in the 40s i don't know why the fuck i thought he was who, who's the real like the last john wayne that's alive right now what's his face that did uh clint Grant eastwood t- yeah yeah. Oh, you think yeah. Clint eastwood? See, yeah i was probably thinking clint eastwood oh that's yeah he's happened. still alive yeah, Bare- yeah. barely barely yeah. yeah yeah he's still there <laughs> i think uh, john wayne is actually the ghost of <laughs> kiev that's what i think <laughs> oh my god <laughs> imagine it's just uh John Wayne just pulled out. His lifeless body just put into a fucking drone. <laughs> a drone jet. Some American just like... Flown around by some POC, just a, some murdering Russians. And when you say POC, you mean person of color? I do. Yes. Oh. Oh. I don't know you meant like person of character. So what I thought, dude. So if you haven't realized, Nick can probably tell, us, tell you what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, we're going to do a Russian-Ukraine episode... Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Is that what we're doing? Jim's like, well, I have a side project also. <laughs> I'm actually talking about the Everglades to the fourth um, time. We're going to do our base, bro. Uh, I don't... Did you have that guy? Vi- Vitaly Skakun. Uh, he was... Uh, let me see. During the 2022 Russian invasion of Ukraine, Skakun's battalion was deployed to protect the town of Henikchesks. And it checks. Don't try to get these names right. <laughs> Located near the <laughs> yeah, Isthmus of Perakop, as a Russian armored column approached the position, Ukrainian forces decided to destroy, destroy the Henishek Bridge in order to slow the advance of Russian troops advancing northward from Crimea during the Kherson Offensive. Skakun, a combat engineer, volunteered to place mines on the bridge. On February 24th, after placing the explosive, Skakun lacked time to withdraw from the bridge, and after texting his intentions to his fellow soldiers, detonated the mines, killing himself and destroying the bridge. His actions slowed the Russian advance, allowing his battalion time to regroup. Mm. On pretty boss. February, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty based. On February 26th, Skakun was awarded the Order of the Gold Star, the military version of the title of Hero of Ukraine by Ukrainian... President Zelensky. Yeah. That's a baller. It's pretty gangster. It's a saving Pat Ryan moment right there. Yeah. Straight up. You know what what movie Except was that? I, I was thinking of the movie with the meteor where he like Oh like, yeah, yeah. With uh Oh uh, Asteroid or what's it called? Yeah. With Will Ferrell and No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. It's oh, oh, Tom Hanks. No, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah. yeah, yeah. With, Sorry. with his That's daughter. With and uh, a young um, I don't guy from the close my eyes from what's it called the town Ben Affleck. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, uh, yeah Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah not Anarchy. What? It's no. Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew it was something with an A. Just couldn't. Kind of like just... sacrifices himself. Couldn't yeah. put my take care of my daughter. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go fill her up tonight. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> son of a gun! On that note. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Wait, how can we transition? Out of that? <laughs> yeah. uh, on that note, Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how are we going to get into this? Are we going to start from the well, uh, trains getting filled up with Russian troops? Right yeah. Now, huh? If you're, uh, <laughs> unless your head has been under a rock for the past uh, few days, about a week by the time this episode will come out, um, Russia has officially invaded Ukraine. Um, I don't know where we want to branch start out from this. I guess uh, we could state that this all stemmed from uh, Bi- or not Biden. Putin's demands that Ukraine remain neutral in that it will neither be 
joining NATO or the Russian bloc, and that um, no foreign weapons would be imported into the country, which I think we can all agree that those kind of demands are pretty reasonable ones. I mean, if you're a country and there's a, a foreign military organization that's about to be your neighbor, that's like that's a pretty clear red line, I feel like. Um, uh, obviously, we don't support him invading a sovereign nation and blowing it to bits, but I feel like a lot of this could have been avoided. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could, we could almost like take this back into what is this, 1949? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. take a little time travel. Oh man, tell me back. Do a little, give us a little history. Back when NATO was founded. <laughs> oh, the we're old, in 1949. Yeah, 1949. A <laughs> couple of years after World War II, when old Hitler just fucking oh <laughs> gave himself Whoa. the old dome shot because he's a little bitch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's when NATO was founded, 1949. Uh, it was started with 12 founding countries. So I think that was America and a couple other, like, you know, England, France. I think Germany is one of them. Who the fuck knows what the other four were? Or was it six? Or what nine. What are you talking I've about? I've been drinking. But uh, <laughs> no, so NATO started in 1949. Right. Is it- founded with 12 countries. Uh, first off. Right. So it's 12 countries first signed NATO. Right. Then from 1952 to 1955, three more were added. And then one more in 1982. And then the Cold War started, obviously, because fucking Russia is like, or at the time, so it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We like all this land we've gained from killing Nazis back in the old WW2. We don't want your Western influence coming in here. Mm. Mm. And then once the Cold War started... Uh, NATO had added 14 more to the uh, countries from 19 was this 1999 to 2020. Holy crap! So and it's like double in size, almost. double in size. Yeah, and 27 of the countries in NATO are in Europe, mm-hmm. which obviously borders Russia mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm. Yeah, I think the uh, one of the bigger issues with all this is like the the the, the timeline or the sequence of all these events doesn't really line up you know what i mean it's like nato and correct me if i'm wrong nato was kind of an answer to uh you know germany and what they did during world war ii it was like okay we can't let this happen again so we need to come up with this kind of alliance that Mm -hmm. if anything happens but it's like you know the, the war ended germany was no longer the enemy um there was no NATO, and then, like, all, all of a sudden, there was, like, this dire need to create some sort of... Well, that's, like, the... I don't want to say propaganda, but that's the idea that people kind of push out through schools, right? It's like, oh, NATO was a response right, to yeah. Germany. But really, I think it was a response to Russia at the time. Mm-hmm. Or Soviet Union. Yeah. Because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they're like, hey, guys, war's over. You don't have to hold on to all those countries. Like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, these like, countries yeah. are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's kind of the real reason why NATO started... Yeah, and, and obviously overall, just be like, hey, maybe we uh, all be united. Yeah, for whatever and, reason. You know, what one of the first, like, okay, so it was sold as like this peacetime or not peacetime, but this like this force for peace, right? And one of the first things it did was get involved in the Korea War, which is nowhere right. near the North. Atlantic. Literally, like yeah. what, like three hey, or four years after yeah. it was formed. Yeah, democracy. Yeah, 
Uh, and it, you know, it turns out that the elites, the, you know, military contractors, ruling class, um, you know, it, it wasn't that they wanted peace. They were just fearful of losing a, you know, losing a market. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's it, that thing is like, how do you define peace? Right. right yeah. And You're you know, saying, that's, that's yeah. something we constantly talk about with, you know, when we talk about conflicts and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it just goes to support our arguments that there's something really dangerous when, you know, governments and these big corporations kind of get into these partnerships. Yeah. It's kind of, there's like really no bars on what they can do. I mean. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you know, the United States and America has uh, a lot. I think, I think as an American, you tend to like want to see everything through the propaganda that you've been told your entire life, which is that like. We're maintaining some sort of peace, like yeah. in the world, mm-hmm. right? That like we're, like we're spreading democracy and 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 maintaining some sort of order and peace in the world. Where, but when you really look back and you pull back from that, especially like you said, like this is like sort of a reaction to World War Two. Although, uh, well after World War Two, and we've been involved in so many different things, you know. Korea, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Iraq, you know, uh, Yemen, Syria, you know, and not to mention all the different sanctions and things that we cause. That's not peace. No. You know what I'm saying? And all of that comes with consequences. And yeah. You I saw mean, that I, with 9-11. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and I actually got some of the numbers um, for like when you start talking about like. Give us the numbers. Uh, you start talking about like death and things like that. You have like 2 million uh, in, in way of Korea, 5 million Vietnam. Laos and Cambodia, two million in Iraq, Syria, and Yemen. Which these are all things that are not. And I don't want to get off off track of what we're talking about. And I'm sure. And those are deaths, right? These are deaths. Yeah, yeah like combined, like American and but yeah, yeah, and yeah, civil, yeah, local yeah, exactly. forces. Mm-hmm. But you're just talking about lives, right? Yeah, unnecessary and, death. Yeah, unne- exactly, unnecessary death. And it, but it's not peace, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, the right. idea that that, that you know uh, since the creation. Of um, NATO, that there was supposed to be this, this like type of peace, this tidal wave of peace. Exactly, and but, but, but it's just not true. Yeah, it's absolutely not true. It's uh, you know, and we're we're, we're obviously causing all kinds of violence and death mm-hmm. all around the world. And uh, that's all I want to say. But I don't want to go into any other things. I know we're, we're gonna talk about a lot. Of I, I, well, yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's hard not to, right? It's like all these different things that we had no business getting ourselves involved with, just led us to needless needless death right so and I, you know i know a lot of like our listeners are like sitting here listening to this right now and the thing i just brought up about all these different events and wars that we've been involved in and they're thinking like well like i haven't really heard about those yeah you know and some i mean you've heard about iraq and afghanistan and or like some of them they might feel were justified yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> and and however like Right now, in the news, like, this uh, situation with Ukraine is, like, highly propaganda. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of propaganda about it. And, you know, I don't want to get into that yet because I know we're going to talk about that. But, like, it, it's something to definitely think about, you know. Mm-hmm. But keep going with you. Yeah. With the so, line, so. so, yeah, NATO, whatever, you know, ramps up. Now they're on the border of uh, – I mean, now they're admitting – or you know proposing to admit countries that are right up against russia's border 
Uh, Ukraine, Poland, I believe, is already in mm-hmm. NATO, right? Poland is. What was the yeah. latest? And, Finland and and that's Sweden. Huge as far as like you know, from Russia's perspective. Um, I know Norway's in it. I don't, I'm not sure about Finland, but um, I think <clears throat> Finland and Nor- and Sweden were the the latest countries to say that they were like after this they were like yeah we okay. want a part of this okay, um, but yeah and then. Uh, a lot of the like recent things that was happening with NATO was there was like a, so they were calling them defensive missiles, and they, I guess a lot of them are defensive missile systems. I've heard, um, I'm not really sure exactly which rockets they are, but I've heard that the the defensive missile systems are actually compatible with some offensive rockets. Mm. So, you know, there's reason to be from a Russian perspective, you know, a little leery about that, right? Yeah, um, and yeah, so basically. They installed these defensive mis- uh, missile systems that are, in effect, just ramping up the nuclear war because, or like the the possibility of nuclear war because, um, basically it canceled out the nuclear technology that Russia had at the time, mm-hmm. and so now Russia needs to up their game in terms of their nuclear warheads. So now they have like all these like hypersonic warheads, and um, if anything, it just emboldened them to like push further so that they could beat these defensive missile systems so they actually have a viable option. Otherwise, they're, you know, just sitting ducks. Right. So it's kind of like just the the more you keep going, the more it just ratchets up the possibility of just like a absolute catastrophic disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And another thing to bring up, too, is like you were mentioning with Poland, all those people that kind of joined NATO, was the Berlin Wall fell in 1989. And up to that point, NATO had, was it 12, 15, 14 countries in it. And obviously it cannot go what, uh, east of Ger- uh, the Berlin Wall. Yeah, George, mm-hmm. George, George H. Bush promised right. in writing Correct. to the Kremlin that NATO would never expand east of Germany. And it was part of the reason why the Berlin Wall fell. Right. And it's mm-hmm. the reason why there's only 14 countries in NATO at the point because NATO can't go past the Berlin Wall. Right. Yeah. Because at that time, the Soviet Union controlled all those countries. Right. And then right. once that closes or falls, from again, like I said, 1999 to 2020, 14 more are added, which are all east of the Berlin Wall. Right. <laughs> which is a reason why, you know, Russia is not too happy. Yeah. Right. And it's just a, like, how can you, from a foreign policy perspective, like, trust America as, like, a foreign nation? Yeah. It, when has the U.S. ever upheld a treaty or a freaking Promise. agreement that <laughs> yeah. they've made? Mm. It's like yeah, not- you see it all the way from, like, the Native Americans all the way up to, you know, like all these treaties out west that were signed that were violated all the way up to um, to this type of thing where uh, we have nuclear agreements with Iran that the U.S. is violating. And um, it's just I don't know how anyone could possibly trust the U.S. government. Yeah. Especially no, with right. the, I mean, the French Revolutionary War. The French helped us during our Revolutionary War, and they had theirs, and they're like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Like, "Ooh, we don't." Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did something well, similar to the was... Kurds. Oh, was that before and a half ago? Is that that wrong? You're right. No, you're right. Okay, you're right. French Revolution is just a bunch of commies, though. Yeah, but like the French, the French like oligarchies, like, "Hey guys, we sent you money." They're like, "Ooh, about oh that. yeah, right, 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 yeah, about that." You guys, uh, we're not going to help you this time, <laughs> but thanks for those weapons and generals. We're not going to get involved. We don't. We're, this is the U.S. We don't get involved in foreign affairs until we know we said. can win. That's what they said in <laughs> 1789. <laughs> oh, how times have changed! Yeah, 
Yeah, it's 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 been it's been wild to watch like Putin on the news, and, and this is something he's been saying for decades. <clears throat> um, that you know, expansion of NATO East, mainly Ukraine joining NATO was like a clear cut red line. Like we will not accept it. It's like we're not going to let it happen. And then like to to see him saying that, and then it cuts to like CNN correspondents or even Fox. I mean, I've never seen both sides so. An like agreement. partisan, right, yeah. an agreement on something. So it goes from, you know, Putin saying this, and then it cuts to, you know, a CNN or Fox correspondent, and they're, you know, the talking heads are running with the narrative that NATO expansion isn't the reasoning for all of yeah. this. It's crazy what Raytheon checks can do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, well, what? Uh, Biden asked, I think, $6.4 billion for Ukraine aid and defense oh, needs. Disgusting. Cow. If... If you're listening, go onto the you know U.S. stock market, whatever, and look up Lockheed, Raytheon, and BAE. They're they're just another weapons manufacturer. Look up their stock, like the trend, like their stocks on yeah. the 25th when oh, when Ukraine was attacked. They like they like shot through the roof. Oh, I'm sure. Fucking Nancy Pelosi was maybe, in there. Maybe I could pull it up oh, while yeah. you guys are doing that. Well, I mean, her, her husband, her husband was in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, so all that, you know, again, starting from after the World War II, it's kind of leading up to the fall of the Berlin War, it's just kind of like just setting a stage of like this atmosphere we're putting into this West versus East when it comes to really America versus Russia, which, which is what it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be wrong. This is just coming from an American standpoint. I've never heard Putin really have that much to say about the EU when it comes to like them encroaching or anything like that. I'm sure he might. Yeah. But a lot of his comes from like America's standpoint of, we don't want America influence being over here, yeah, right? Well, yeah. he's mostly concerned about uh, about NATO because it's a, obviously a military organization. So it's if they're in alliance with the country on your border, then that's a little bit more concerning Correct, yeah. than um, just like um, more, I guess, an economic organization mm-hmm. is what the EU would be. But he's, I think, he's still <clears throat> not thrilled about that because, like you said, that would bring you know Western influence into. Ukraine. Look at this. Here's the 23rd. Oh my God. Here's the 25th. <laughs> really? It went from $92 a share on the 23rd to a, a dollar, a uh, hundred and three. Wait, what'd I say? $92 yeah. to $103. That wow. was Raytheon. Jeez. I'll pull up uh, Lockheed. But again, this is all again setting the stage for then just this, what is that? Like 40, 50 years of just America versus Russia for no apparent reason, really? Mm-hmm. Just this continual, like, just jabs over. We continually get more countries into NATO. Russia continues to, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, the <laughs> Soviet Union collapses. Russia is a country now, not the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And then they're nothing like they were post World War Two. So they're kind of have like this chip on their shoulder. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, we were, you know, the second, you know, empire kind of in the world. Now America is. Now America's taking over. Yeah, this isn't me trying to like be a fucking Russia excusist or apologist, but this is just kind of like setting the stage, just kind of look at the other side of things. Right. And all this kind of happens over the years, and who knows, you know, what the fuck the CIA was doing. I mean, we know a little bit when it comes to 2014, which we'll get into. Yep. But who knows what else is happening? Well, it's like 
Am I cutting you off? No, go ahead. Well, I I really like this analogy that uh, Dave Smith said on one of his recent podcasts. It's like, you know, you, you have the kid that's constantly bullied in school, right? Constantly bullied for months. And then he just, he loses it one day and he just starts swinging and hitting everybody. Or shooting. Yeah, or sh- uh, like yeah. in Florida. Yeah. And it's like, you look at the situation, you're like, yeah, man, it sucks that he was hitting people that, like, you know, weren't involved in it. But, like, what did you expect? Yeah. We've been, we, you know, we've been basically antagonizing Russia for belittling them. Right. For the better half of 30, 40 years, 50 years. Like, what, what, like, what did we think the outcome of all this was going to be? And not to interrupt, Lockheed Martin. Went from three eighty eight to four sixty. Totally shit. Is that three hundred eighty eight dollars? Yes. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck, and they got some missiles in there, huh? That's expensive. Oh yeah, they sent them. They freaking sent. But them. uh, yeah. So after all that, we can get into two thousand fourteen, which is a pretty interesting year for Russia via America. Yeah. Especially with the Obama um, Biden administration. Yeah, well, right. to just kind of jump back what I was saying, how, you know, Putin's demands for the last however many years was that, you know, NATO doesn't expand into into Ukraine and no foreign military or foreign weapons be imported into the country. What does Obama do? They strike an arms deal. Hee-ho. What does Biden do under Obama? Stages a coup where they removed an elected official that was friendly to Russia and installed a, you know, Zelensky Puppet. who's, yeah, who... A pop star? Right, who's, well, who's was, friendly um, to the West. Was Petr- or, Petrovich Yeah, or Petrovich. First, yeah, and then yeah. he was intermittent, yep. or whatever right. it's called. Interim. Um, Thank you. Yeah, the and guy then, and, who, then, and then Trump continued it with his arms deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it just... Uh, he, <clears throat> that was one of the... Um, that and Yemen were, like, the two instances where trump just kind of went along i think he just didn't know enough about these uh these conflicts to really like i think they scared him into continuing just the uh, he just kept signing the checks yeah because well they were calling him a uh a russian puppet so there's nothing really he could do to you know alleviate the tensions there because if he did right i feel like it he would have just felt like he was confirming their uh you know what they were uh saying and that's kind of like what the propaganda the purpose of that propaganda was was labeling him as a russian puppet so that he wouldn't screw up the progress that obama had made in ukraine um i don't think we can hear them on the no no, no we can't it sounds like they're coming from this way no that no that it's it's, it's your behind neighbors yeah. I, I just the last time they yeah, were like yeah. arguing so i was yeah. seeing if they were arguing again <laughs> um but um yeah, so ba- I guess I can kind of get into what happened there at the in 2014. <clears throat> so basically, the the government at the time was called the Second Azarov government, which is a government friendly to Russia, like we mentioned, and the president was <clears throat> Viktor Yanukovych, and <clears throat> they um, at the time <clears throat> there was a proposal for uh, Ukraine to join the European Union. And the Russian-friendly government refused to sign it, and then protests erupted. Um, it turned out, after the fact, we found out a lot of these protests were instigated and funded by the CIA and uh, a bunch of different American you know, companies that were probably 
fronts for the CIA. Um, <laughs> they love those shell corporations. Yeah, and uh, so that started on the 21st of November, 2013, and then. Seven days later, on the 30th of November, this all happened in a square in Kiev called um, Maidan Square, I believe. Um, and then uh, on the 30th, the Russian-friendly government ended up putting down the protests violently, and they, like, killed some people, and uh, it was really not a good look for them. And uh, the president ended up fleeing, like, in a helicopter, and... Uh, and then that's when they installed the American friendly um president Petrovich. And uh yeah, so basically it was just a you know, US mainly US funded coup. CIA in, doing uh, what the CIA does best. In Ukraine, yeah. So then you can imagine how Russia felt about that because now you have a US puppet just illegally installed. In that's your Ukraine. neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Russia and Ukraine have a really complicated history because they're, like, both Slavic nations. They're they're really, like, intertwined and they're close. But at the same time, they have some bad blood because of things like the, you know, Ukrainian famine that happened under Stalin and uh, just other things that happened throughout history that, um, you know, Ukrainians are too fond of Russians because of. Um, so it's kind of like a split in Ukraine as far as like who th- sees Russia as brothers and who sees them as, as right. And, and you and I talked about, or maybe it was you, I don't know. So me and one of you guys talked about how, you know, a lot of Ukrainians have family in Russia and a lot of Russians have family in Ukraine. It's like, yeah, it's it, almost like an American civil war situation, you know? Yeah. Right. Like hi- historically speaking, Ukraine has been a part of Russia longer than it's been its own sovereign nation. Hmm. You know, so I think it's fucking, you know, like CNN put a, a poll out recently. I think they had close to like 400,000 answers and 77, 77% of the people that voted supported NATO going to war with Russia over oh, the Ukraine yeah. invasion. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it's like, how stupid can you be to think it's worth giving it basically going into an, a, the, the potential for a nuclear war over Ukraine not being part of a runch, uh, being part of Russia which, you know, like we just said, historically speaking, it's been a part of Russia, like, yeah. before. So it's like, yep. like, like and it, it's not it's not like abundantly evident to me that Ukraine belongs to Russia or is its own sovereign. Like, it. Right. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's like so, like, clear cut to me that I'm like, yes, Ukraine needs mm. to be a sovereign nation or no, Ukraine needs and to be part of Russia. If you look at the. Uh, the election map from the election that uh, where Yanukovych was uh, was elected, um, you'll see that like the basically the further east you go, the more people are pro Russia, and the further west you go, the more people are pro EU, um, and it's just kind of split like down the middle of the country basically. And Crimea is is uh, usually Russia friendly. As and I well. mean, you, you've seen that with a lot of like those uh, like separatist groups that kind of like isolated themselves in the Donbass region and and Crimea as well, right? Wasn't there a group in Crimea, or was it just yeah. the Donbass region? Yeah. So uh, so basically, after those protests happened, and then the the government was uh, switched over to the pro EU government under Petrovich, the um, and I'm I hope I'm saying his name right because I haven't seen it on this page and I'm you know worried I'm saying it wrong but whatever it starts with a P um, and uh, <laughs> they uh, 
so after that happened, the uh, you know militarized groups in far eastern Ukraine um, all of a sudden were like, wait a second, now we're under the rule of you know an EU friendly president, and so they started to mobilize, and uh, I believe at the at the time they were being funded by the uh, the Russian government as well, so they had like legit military equipment and stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then they started actually revolting against the Ukrainian government, which led to the Donbass war, which started in like March of, uh, 2014. Um, and that was like the first bloody conflict between, uh, Ukraine and, and Russia, you know, of recent. And, uh, the, it, during that conflict, Russia took control of Crimea. So it really kind of backfired for the... Americans who set up this coup and then, you know, Russia came in and said, yeah, well, we're going to take Crimea. So they've had control of it since then. Um, But the Donetsk and Luhansk are the two furthest east provinces kind of north of of Crimea. And they had two like legit military forces, both called the People's Republics of both of those respective uh, provinces. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so those were both funded by Russia and they fought against the Ukrainian government and it was pretty, uh, it was pretty rough. There is is a lot of uh, just crazy street fighting and stuff, which is probably what we're going to end up seeing here pretty soon uh, in Kiev. So um, yeah, there's one like a 40 mile long Russian Yes, yeah, ridiculous. It's just like insane. convoy of armored vehicles going heading towards Kiev, and yeah. uh, as far as I understand, they're pretty close at this point. Um, but yeah, so then that there was a ceasefire. Uh, it's called the Min- Minsk Two ceasefire. Came into effect February 2015, and um, that was that until recently when um, Putin. <clears throat> declared Donetsk and Luhansk uh, independent <clears throat> independent from Ukraine, and then three days later uh, invaded Ukraine on the twenty fourth. Yeah, he basically used his classification of them as basically their own sovereign nation as like you yeah. know an okay to like occupy that, which you know wasn't really clear whether they were really were their own sovereign nation or not, but. Right. And he, I mean, at this point, he's gone much further than just Donetsk and Luhansk. He's, you know, heading to Kiev, which is not (laughs) in those Uh, areas. So, you know, they're in a way, they're almost kind of feeding into the whole, you know, Russia won't settle for this, you know, but I guess that's kind of what you got to do in that situation, because that's where the capital is. So Right. And I feel like at this point, it's like he's too far in over his head, like. I feel like he has to double down now, right? Unless yeah. they kind of come to an agreement. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, what was interesting, like, uh, just to kind of, like, not wrap it up, but kind of put this a little bit tighter for the listeners, was Putin's main concern concerns was that were... Oh, oh my God, sorry. Reset. <laughs> was Ukraine being a part of NATO... Potentially, and also, obviously, what uh, Christian said about the anti the, the defense missiles that could possibly be used as offensive missiles being stationed in Ukraine. Those are his two main concerns, right? 
and obviously the yeah the the importation of foreign arms basically yeah, yeah. right well, well and then being there right like yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 bringing foreign arms into the country exactly right. and so like th- those were his two like main concerns and what was interesting th- there w- was kind of an agreement between Biden and him like not to do these things but then all of a sudden he kind of like flipped the switch and was like I and, and I don't I don't want to say I don't Here's the thing: it's it's hard to trust us. Yeah, right? it's hard. To, it's hard to trust us. So it's at this point, I think I, I'm I'm looking. I'm thinking if I'm looking on the other side, he's like, you know what? I don't care because I don't I don't believe this anymore. Yeah, kind of thing. You know, uh, and so then he just went for it. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's the that's the layout of the current situation, right? Yeah, and yeah, a, a, a lot of like critics, I guess of. Um... I don't know if that's if that's the right way to put it, but a, a, a lot of people that want to like test the kind of libertarian philosophy or whatever is like one of the main arguments is like you know who's to tell Ukraine that they, that they need to be neutral? Like, what if Ukraine actually wants to join NATO? And I, you know, the the libertarian answer to that is like, yeah, that's fine, right? But every time they elect someone, you know, who wants to be neutral, we stage a coup and put somebody who wants to be part of NATO in there. Yeah, well, I mean, the, I mean, the libertarian principle of that, like the non-aggression, the non-aggression, exactly. The non-aggression principle applies to us. Yes, right, exactly. Now that's it, that, that's where I was going. And, with it, that. and, right. it, and it's broken in Ukraine because they aggressed, right? So they have every right to then defend themselves, but we're not being attacked. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're not in harm's way. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. <clears throat> There's obviously a lot more to that than, the, than um, that, and but. not to mention like all of all of these things, not not bringing foreign arms into Ukraine, Ukraine not or join not joining or joining NATO. Like none of these things benefit us in any way. So I, I well, I guess you can argue the only way it benefits us is it gives us a new market for yeah selling guns. Yeah, so. You know, it's it, it's crazy that that uh, that that people can be so blinded by the propaganda to be in favor of. <laughs> I mean, you have two countries that possess ninety percent of the world's nuclear weapons, and we're like flaunting with this idea of going at war. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's talk about that, right? I, hey, I, I real quick before we yeah. go into that, I just okay. wanted to correct myself because I was saying Petrovich this whole time. I knew there was Petro in there, but it's Petro Poroshenko. Petro's his first. Name. I was gonna, oh. say, yeah, that sounds familiar. <clears throat> well, I, you kind of just like combinable, yeah. right? Like yeah, Petrovich. Exactly. Yeah, same same. I also, also did want to mention before we move on to the next section of this was during this 2014 debacle. This was under the Obama Biden administration, and Obama did put Biden onto Ukraine duty. Yeah, that yes. was his pet. That was his project, yeah. which obviously you can leak. To uh, link that to his son getting the Ukraine deal, mm. yeah, for that getting is, millions of dollars. That for, never happened. That never happened. Uh, you know, doing something he has no slander. He has he has no business doing. <laughs> so, and then absolutely no experience in whatsoever. Got like three million dollars. What was it like? Eighty grand a month or something? Yeah. What was he like on the board of trustees for an oil company or something? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So that happens, right? And then Biden, while this is his pet project, he uh, elects this lady named Victoria Newland. To orchestrate this whole entire coup. Mm-hmm. And we know this because there was a leak call between Victoria Newland and at the time uh, between Newland and Ukraine ambassador for the U.S., uh, 
Jeff Piet. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Piet. Um, and this call between them was released to YouTube uh, in February 4th of 2014. And pretty much in that call is, you know, they're talking about who should we put forward after we take out this guy. So this cue is like known. This isn't like a conspiracy theory. Like well, this is, we know this happens. Confirmed. Right, right. Yeah. It's confirmed. Yeah, so again, no, it, I'm sure that's something people like when they hear it, they'd be like, "Oh, that's you know." No, but we know this is no, true. Like, and Victoria Newland is now on some committee with Biden. Now that he's president, right? She's like part of the state still. These people are all a disaster. <laughs> so it's just like all these back rubs and fucking handshakes that continue to happen. And what what was this lady's uh latest tweet? You you know we texted that yesterday. This uh on uh oh the un- the unprovoked attack yeah of, Putin's unprovoked Russia. attack on Ukraine even though she had partaked in she making the queue. She is literally <laughs> the one that provoked it. Uh, I mean, you know, she's right in the sense like if you're saying he wasn't attacked, right. you know, which is you know something we would definitely agree with that you know you you can't just invade a country without being attacked <laughs> yeah you know war kills more than just the soldiers involved it's it's a lot more serious than that um but you know it's it's her fault <laughs> that yeah, he felt she played like a he was going to be into it <laughs> yeah so it, it just uh, i just want to lay those names out because i don't know it's pretty important now that this happens during biden's administration yeah you know when no, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I feel he like you're a not. Huge role in it in I feel like you're not hearing that part of it either, and I feel like uh, with with well, that's very common of American foreign policy. It's like we never want to look at the motive, right? It's yeah. always just right. reaction. Well, no, I feel like with like George Bush, they always wanted to bring up like his father and you know what what you know what didn't happen in his administration and how like he was kind of like taking on the mantle and. You know what I'm saying? Going forth with what his father kind of missed out on or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know the exact story of that. But, yeah, but I, it seems like you don't really hear too much about Biden's involvement in the past in Ukraine, you know, which is lengthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's lengthy. Yeah, he yeah. was the like, guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's got more connection to Ukraine than Trump did to Russia. <laughs> well, isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's like crazy to think about. What a, what a freaking and he's impeached amazing, on it. Yeah. You have the whole you have the whole uh, Russia Gate thing, and then it turns out we're now in this weird conflict with Ukraine, and he had close ties. Yeah, I wanted to correct myself when I when we were talking about NATO earlier, I said it was an answer to uh, World War Two. What I meant was it was it was kind of a it was like basically in competition with the Warsaw Pact, right? That was kind of the idea behind it. But. Explain what right. the Warsaw and how would that be well, competition? It, it, it was, I mean, it was basically for, the Na- it was basically the NATO of <laughs> like the like er, uh, Germany, Russia. Okay, uh, they, there were a, a lot of other. Let me right, look up. but they were actually they were more like it. It wasn't like independent countries agreeing, right? Or was it? Because as far as I understood it, it was just like... The Warsaw Treaty Organization, officially the Treaty of Friendship, Cooperation, and Mutual Assistance, commonly known as the Warsaw Pact, was a collective defense treaty signed in Warsaw, Poland, between Soviet the Soviet Union and seven other Eastern Bloc Socialist Republics of Central and Eastern Europe. So yeah, I mean, it was basically the NATO of was that- Eastern Europe. So it was Albania, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, Eastern Germany, Hungary, Poland, Romania, and the Soviet Union. So... You know, and and I have this this great um, this great basically 
quote from William Burns, who's actually the current CIA advisor. In 2008, he sent a memo to Condoleezza Rice saying, uh, you know, Ukrainian intro, uh, entry into NATO is the brightest of red lines from Russian elite, not just Putin. In more than two and a half years of conversation with key Russian players from knuckle draggers in the re- in the dark recesses of the Kremlin to Putin's sharp- sharpest liberal critics, I've yet to find anyone that views Ukrainian NATO as anything other than a direct challenge to Russian interests. Mm. And I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, wrote this on um, my Instagram the other day. I, I don't know if it's a good example or not. I haven't gotten much feedback, but uh, I think it would be helpful for Americans to think about this as like Mexico. Like if how would you feel if Russia was entering military alliances with Mexico right. and uh, orchestrating coups in Mexico to install or what people if, who are fun, friendly to them? Or what? Or what if like another nation, you know, like sent over nuclear warheads into Cuba and, like, pointed them at us. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think we would do? I don't think we... I think we'd be fine with it. <laughs> I, I, have an, I have another quote. Uh, this is the quote I, I meant to read. we maybe plan to kill a bunch of our own people to start yeah. a war. <laughs> uh, th- this, was, this was Dr. Uh, Ron Paul on the House floor opposing the 2008 Bucharest statement that uh, it basically was allowing NATO to accept Georgia and Ukraine into, into NATO. Uh, the quote goes, NATO... NATO's organization's purpose has ended with the end of its Warsaw Pact adversary. The current round of NATO expansion is a political reward to governments of Georgia and Ukraine that came to power as a result of U.S.-supported revolutions. (laughs) The so-called Orange Revolution and Rose Evolution, and and this is the key point, providing U.S. military guarantees to Georgia and Ukraine can only further strain our military— this NATO expansion may well involve the U.S. military in conflicts unrelated to our national interest. And it's like, I mean, we, uh, those of us who are around our age remember when there was a conflict between Russia and Georgia, which was, you know, when we were probably like in middle school or high school. Yeah. Um, where they invaded Georgia and that, you know, a bunch of innocent people died there. And that's, as you see here, also a result of NATO trying to NATO expansion. You know, admit countries that are right up on the border of russia mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know where we want to go with this next and it kind of just i guess the i guess maybe we can start getting into the current yeah um, current thing but it's just yeah we can go to the current before i start blaming america for everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah we already did a good amount of that we covered the u.s coup the maidan protests we covered that donetsk people's republic that it's pretty much just come down to the past two weeks really yeah, there's been, I mean, there hasn't been any, like, crazy developments. There's a lot of just, like, confusion. Lo- tons yeah. of confusion. Well, we we did, like, an, a shitty episode of this, what, three weeks yeah. ago? Yeah, that's actually <laughs> worth mentioning. We, I'm we glad did, we like, didn't a, end up, like, doing I, anything I wish with we that did. episode. It was oh. before, yeah, before this, like, war started. It's we when they like, first started organizing troops on the border. Right. We are like, we need like to do two or three weeks just, ago. like, a, basically what we just did. But we did it like after another episode. And we were it was, all very tired. And we were all just tired and drunk, and it was not. It yeah. wasn't good. I, I listened to. I think we got like forty-five minutes in, <laughs> and I listened to it the next day, and I'm like, we can't do anything with this. What the fuck are we gonna do with this? We're all like, yeah, 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 yeah. Russia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boogie's over there like pushing his mic, and he's like <laughs> falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, Boogie's using his mic to hold his head. I up. just like become like a neo Nazi. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Cam was a neo-Nazi in that episode. That's why we had to cut I'm it. Like, I had to blow him up. Speaking of neo-Nazis, that, it's been interesting to watch, the, you know, all the blue-haired people mm. that, you know, call basically anybody who disagrees with them a literal Nazi. Right. Yeah. To now they're, like, celebrating a country that's run by, like, literally, like, former SS neo-Nazis. It's been, uh, been pretty wild. Yeah, people, people change. Yeah. Uh, also, too, like, uh, well, that was a big was reason a... why they've never been admitted into NATO is because of their, their ties. Yeah, their ties huh. to all that and the, th- the blatant corruption. And I think there's a lot of like, like among the Ukrainian nationalists, there's a lot of, um, just like, so it's such anti communist sentiment that they end up like being Nazis. Well, I think like, it's... they're so anti communism yeah. that I, they're like, I think it's crazy for people to like realize, but. Europe is racist. Like, oh yeah, it's like people like people are just realizing that. Like, like yeah, the Ukrainians are like fleeing, and Poland is taking in all the Ukrainian refugees, and all those like Syrian refugees are still like chilling in the in the camps (laughs) at the border. Europe's based. Yeah, it's it's, like I feel like people always forget about this. Like, like they always think like, oh, it's so much better on the other side, right? The other side, like no, like they're just legit racist, like. Their percentage of like it's, non-white people is lower than much lower than ours. <laughs> like, not to mean that's like a, a a stat to look at for races or not, but it's just like they're still right. primarily a white nations, and yeah, and I mean they want to keep it that way, which is I don't know. Yeah, it's just I guess it's weird. Them, in a I sense. Guess. It's also it, it's also funny to see those same like blue-haired check marks like praise nationalism. Yeah, for o- them o- only when it's not in America. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that, like, and also what they're like. You, Ukra- they're like Ukraine has its own culture and language, and, <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah. Well, Americans have their own culture, and ah, racist. <laughs> also, also, culture is stolen culture. All, all, you know, also the the, the super stoked for like women with guns. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Isn't that funny too? Bad bitch with they're, her gun. They're all about like civilian yeah. firearm ownership, but not when it's in America. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what do you think the Russians are going to invade or something, bro? <laughs> Grow up, yeah. <laughs> Grow up, dude. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if there's anything, I'm like hesitant to even say this. If there's anything good that comes out of this, I hope it can like finally put to bed this idea that Russia, apart from their nuclear capabilities, is any threat to America. I mean, they <laughs> right. can't even like the the if you listen to the to the media and how they've portrayed Russia over the last decade, you would think that they'd be able to fucking walk into Ukraine with their dicks out and steamroll the entire country. Yeah. They would do and they're getting, what the U.S. did to Iraq and, yeah. and the Gulf War. And they're getting their dicks handed to them. Yep. Well, it did take us what? I'm not sure about the Gulf War, but for Baghdad, it took us three weeks, right? Yeah, something like that. So that I guess, I mean, granted, you could say, well, Russia's right on the border of Ukraine, so like a lot of their stuff is e- easily mobilized right. right there, which is true. But if we put that as like a a a, a benchmark to make, we'll give them three weeks. See what they can do in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. See what they can do with three weeks. I, I still have this, and I you know I I'm, I didn't invent this theory, but I have this working theory that they're basically just like sending in all their young soldiers and all their old equipment and all this bullshit to like to basically weaken Ukraine. And then I think like this week and the you know the coming weeks is when we're gonna see like the worst of it. But why would they send the young? Been, uh, just just the uh, young, unexperienced soldiers. I think it's just a huh. Putin strategy. Yeah. 
Apparently, yeah, and you know, take this with a grain of salt because there's so much like misinformation and propaganda and whatever. But apparently, like Putin is like losing his shit. Like he's lashing out at people that are like closest to him, and like he fired one of his top generals, right? Yeah, like I think he's I I don't know. I think he's in over his head, and he's just like lashing out. Or maybe they're sending a youngin just because all the geezers died in the COVID. <laughs> you, 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 you see the... Because uh... <laughs> they don't have any more old people. Because you would think, like, you would mix some of the good veterans with their young. So at least the young can keep right. up. Well, well, there no, was no, some no, no. special I think, I think forces the, I, involved. The, no, the, the idea with this theory is that... Or it, it, it's literally sending... just his special forces going in there. Yeah, like yeah. all the special people. The short oh. bus. <laughs> oh, coming no. in on a short bus. <laughs> no, I, I think the idea is that they're, they're, they're sending in their most inexperienced guys with the, their oldest equipment. They're not using up their rash. You know, they're, they're basically sending them in with like yeah. sticks and stones. Which is a, a classic Russian There's thing to do. To try, to try and like <laughs> wither down Ukraine yeah. and use classic, up their supplies. Classic Russian strategy. Some, like, One guy's fighting. got the gun, the other guy's got the clip. Right. <laughs> that guy dies, pick up the gun. It's a magazine book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, in World War II, it was maybe could have been a clip. Um, it does the but, ching! Right. The, um, that's, yes, that's a clip. There's been yeah. videos of like you know Russians just like stranded on the side of the road with their tank, and there's like they don't have fuel. <laughs> I, I like I like the fucking. You seen the video of the farmer dragging a tank yeah. behind his tractor? <laughs> I love that meme with Alex Jones. He's like, the Russian army doesn't want you to know this, but the tanks on the side of the road you can legally take. I have 458 tanks. <laughs> just imagine that farmer going back to his wife like. I got a fucking tank. It's like, how is that going to plow the fields? He's like, it's a tank. It will tear the field apart. Uh, um, but should we get into like the past two weeks and leading up to the invasion? Yeah. Yeah. So and then, then uh, we get more back to the debauchery of, I mean, I guess giggles. Yeah. So they'd been, you know, building up on the border for how long, like two months or something like that. It's probably, it'd been a while, much, but it was like in the news for like two weeks, right? Yeah. At least the card. Yeah, everyone kind of saw it coming, and I don't. I don't think. Well, we. I saw mean, it. the media was kind of blowing the alarm, but I don't think anyone really. I did. Most people didn't really think he was going to do it. I, I didn't think know. he was going to do it at all. Yeah, I mean, either. But yeah, he did it, and then. Uh, but it also seemed like the, the Ukrainian president. What's his last name? What's his name? Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah. He seemed like he didn't really think it was going to happen either. Right. Also, he was kind of telling Biden to kind of shut up. Like, yeah. So it was kind of a weird thing there, right? I think mm. I I think the the tipping point was when Putin recognized the uh what was it the the LRP and DRP or LPR DR DPR what yeah you got a, a PP, PR PR People's Republic yeah. yeah when he recognized them as their own sovereign nations that's yeah, when that's, I was kind of right. like ah uh, yeah it's about to happen right that that was the tipping point yeah I was like he's going to use that as justification to enter Ukraine but it's not Ukraine in his mind uh, and just for the but I, I I don't think I necessarily thought he was going to just start fucking shelling the shit out of everything in yeah, sight right and just people listening too and just to confirm with us that you're talking about the region that's the Donbass right yeah. which was in 2014 was that little civil yep. war broke out. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the Russian sympathize. They, but, they yeah, basically want to be a part. They're of physically closer to Russia, so they probably see themselves as Russians. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah, so it's like that. Like, hey, almost like what happened here. They're like, hey, no, we don't want to be part of Ukraine because mm-hmm. they put in a puppet leader. We want to be part of Russia. We are going to annex ourselves. Yeah, regardless of if Ukraine government notices that or accepts that, they did that, and that was Russia's. Like, okay, yeah, 
we see that as a thing and yeah thanks for letting us put our tanks here exactly so um but yeah so i don't know what do you what should we get into next just kind of uh the things that have happened or some of the most of the well, stuff in the top into some of the main stories you know yeah so we kind of covered most of the maybe, top stuff here what's well, a lot like some of the stuff that turned out to be propaganda yeah. some of the stuff well, that we're not quite sure yet yeah i think that's a good like places like this is a i don't know what's MT happening, what is happening? Are, are they arguing again there's a like quinceanera there? over there they always, they always <laughs> late, it sounds like ukraine russia over there dude. yeah I know. except a latin version but uh, <laughs> uh this is like a maybe a good look to see what's going to happen now if there's any hot wars going on just the amount of social media propaganda that can happen yeah it's yeah. just so easy now for someone in a what looks like to be a russian or even like whatever military costume oh yeah to just put a tiktok out and it just immediately gets millions of views and likes that's, and shares that's and, the thing too is like these countries have been they've been at war since 2014 so they have plenty of each other's military equipment mm-hmm. um and it's and they're just like neighbors so it's like a lot of these videos and obviously ukrainians and russians look a lot alike so a lot whoa, of these videos whoa, whoa. you're like are these you know you see russians doing things you know looting stores whatever yeah. i'm sure a lot of those videos are are real but it's like you, you don't know like it yeah, could you just no it could just be a propaganda at. video yeah, right? right right that'd be like watching like I like Ukraine or Canada and America fighting, and you'd be like, "Who's who?" I was gonna yeah. say we should order some Canadian. <laughs> you'd be like, you'd be like "Wait, is that guy really Canadian?" And then he goes, "Eh," and you're like, "Oh shit!" Uh, he just says, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry." He's like, "Sorry." I was gonna say we should order a Canadian garment, like military garments, and yeah. just like pretend to take over a fucking Seven Eleven in town, <laughs> and be like, "Look what's happening." <laughs> this but is they're, like Canada super now. polite, like, "Hey, uh, you alright? We take us over, huh, mate?" Yeah, just walk in. Hey, this is ours now. All right, bud. Sorry, bud. You can leave. You can leave though, but take the cash if you want, bud. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think the propaganda because before it's like it was all like this is probably still all state-made propaganda, but now it's like in a way privatized. I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily state-made propaganda. I think it's more the state taking videos and pictures that. They don't know are true or false, and they're just kind of running pushing with it. it out until right. it gets disproven. So, well, one of the earliest ones, earliest examples was uh, whenever there were claims on social media that Zelensky had suited up in in right, military right. equipment, and there were photos of him with you know a, a helmet on and a, a vest, and he's uh, you know in the trenches and stuff. And it turns out these photos are all from an article published in 2021. Yeah, they're all old, um, old pictures. Yeah, it was like on a holiday or something. He went and visited all these Ukrainians yeah. that were out in the trenches and stuff. So, you know, that's that was the first example. They were like, oh, look how brave our president is. He's on the front line. And really, he was in Kiev. But, I mean, credit to him. He's still there right. in Kiev. And right. he's, you know, said that he's not leaving. So what yeah. what percentage of our leaders do you think would actually stay and fight versus how many you think would just like retreat to some bunker or another country how many stayed in the uh capital when bullheaded guy ran through there <laughs> when the bull man ran through there or Zero, like, they all fucking ran or like ted cruz when there's a snowstorm um, yeah it just takes 
fucking AOC gone, was fucking under her desk shitting herself. I say five say, buildings away. She I say dead. it's less than. Or she literally died. Uh, that she day. Did, she literally died. Yeah, I I I say less than five percent, and I think that's being conservative. Yeah, I would say I would say less than one percent. Yeah, 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 I would say less than one percent. It'd be just Dan Crenshaw standing there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, hey guys, with a those, big iron. Those red flag laws weren't real. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. <laughs> no, I was going to say, the only fucking cost, uh, suit, what's his face, the president of Ukraine went into was when he was in his boy band, throating Biden's son. <laughs> have you guys, have Did you, you guys know he, uh, I, I just recently found this out, he was an actor in a show where he mm. became the president of Ukraine before yeah, yeah. he became He's an actor, pop star. It, this he's apparently like, he's a comedian, too. So, yeah. I mean, that like, like, apparently a lot of people like him, too. This like fucking struck me as like, a total fucking like CIA job. Oh, it's like the fact that they like put out this show, like, oh, Zelensky, look at this guy. He's this like goofy president, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, imagine, imagine if he actually became your president. And then mm-hmm. what do you know? Huh? Oh, oh, look at that. He's running. Oh my God. Oh my oh, goodness. It for sure is. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't you stick it to Russia really hard if you just voted Zelensky in? Like, this guy? <laughs> come on. And like, I feel like it's just a total, just like, yeah, it just strikes me as like <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so so now he's the president and I mean, uh what is it? Less than a week into this conflict, he has um requested formally requested to be admitted to the EU and then Dude. less than a day later they accept it. Yeah. Terrible I've seen choice. that I think so uh, it almost seems like it's like the fulfillment of the two thousand fourteen you know, the whole protest started because they refused to sign. Is this whole thing a sign. CIA operation? Of course. Um, but, yeah, so in 2014, the whole reason those protests were in, initiated was because they didn't sign the EU agreement. Mm-hmm. And so they said, you know what? We're going to fuck you up. They're like, here comes the protests. So, um, And now they finished it. <clears throat> and this is my fault for not looking into it, but what exactly does it mean for Ukraine to join EU? It's just assistance. It's not like, you know, they're part of like that European economy now thing, because yeah. the EU has their own currency. And right. so they're part of like a whole nother system now, where now they get the bail at Greece every five years. Like everybody <laughs> they're part else. of a whole nother. <laughs> they're part of the Western monetary system now, which is big for Russia. Because now, I mean, that affects like oil and all that kind of, you know, kind of stuff that Russia makes money off of. You think, you think Putin at this point is like, fuck, this is, this was a bad idea. <laughs> or you think he's just like, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's bad. It's, it's bad for him for sure. Cause the last I saw, the ruble was down like 30%. And apparently one ruble is less than one cent. Yeah, One people US were sense. in line at ATMs uh, to pull out their money. Jeez. It's just like scenes of fucking, uh, you know, Germany after World War One. But not, I mean, not that bad yet. But I, I don't think, think it will is, get that bad, right? And then, and and it sucks because, like, you know, now basically the entire world is imposing all these sanctions. It's like, who does the sanctions actually harm the most? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. not the. Civilians. It's the civilians. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, who, it's who, the cam girls in Russia. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just a, trying we to make a, a fuck about them. Just though. trying to make ruples. <laughs> just yeah. trying to make a ruple. Shoving man. inanimate objects inside themselves. <laughs> well, you ain't lying. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong. But, uh, hey, the Ukrainian cam girls don't even have a building to cam in anymore. Yeah. Mm. Let's be honest, though. Ukrainian, just call yourself Russian. You're going to get more views, anyways. <laughs> but, uh, 
I think uh, I posted this question in a group that Nick's in with me is just looking at what's happening now with, again, this invasion is going on. It seems currently the Ukraine is, you know, keeping them at bay. Who knows? More than likely, Russia has more to throw at them, which will, I would assume, destroy them in a sense. But on the world view, this is destroying Russia's you know, economy in a sense and in literal sense, too. What's it like? Is the blowback from all this five, 10, 20 years going to be worse than what's going on now? I kind of feel like it is. The blowback yeah. for who? Everybody. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, right? You're destroying an economy. If it doesn't bounce back fast enough, then you're going to have a possibly a generation of people hating the West. Right. And that's, yeah. and you know, like what I just said, like this looks like it could lead to something like Russia or Germany after World War One. Correct. Like, yeah, what happened to Germany after World War One? They got extremely radicalized. Yeah, against... by an autistic guy who liked art school. Right. But Putin can be <laughs> that autistic guy. Or um, his son if, or nephew. If yeah. it gets to that point, um, and you know the the West right now is making him out to be Hitler already, but um, you know, I don't. I think that's uh, up to the West if he becomes Hitler or not. <laughs> oh yeah, even if he doesn't, like you just sow these seeds of possible future, like war, not war, just, or it could be war, but like future human hate towards people, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Everybody can look back now like, oh, well, yeah, if we were in, you know, the Middle East for 20 plus years bombing children's children parties, maybe yeah. we won't have so many people wanting to be uh, persuaded by the CIA to bomb Boston marathons. Yeah, maybe you know? the maybe the Chechens wouldn't have joined the Russians in this conflict if, uh, you know, we hadn't been bombing Muslims Muslim for countries. fucking 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just crazy that like and I, I kind of want to kind of bring this discussion up a little bit is where. Throughout all this history brought up, you know, from 1949 to, you know, 2014 to current, a lot of what's gotten this escalating is just us being involved. Yeah. Like, why are we involved with NATO when NATO is 27 of the countries are involved in Europe? You know, us being part of NATO is what's made Russia so... And basically the U.S. is NATO. Like, we yeah, pay, I mean, like, freaking 90% of the budget. All of it. Right. <laughs> Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah probably its own discussion yeah. of just why. But, like, us being involved with everything has just, per, you know, exacerbated this entire thing. Well, it's, mm. not, it's not only just us being involved. It's us, you know, uh, you know, playing around with True. things that we shouldn't be playing around with. We're, 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 we're in a sense, being offensive and by calling it de- defensive mm. you know what i'm saying right. we're, we're, we're 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 aggressing and being like oh no this is all for the safety of the united states or whatever and it, it's clearly yeah, not it's like you you put a defensive missile system on the border of russia like right. it's like yeah those are missiles <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, they're still missiles right 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 <laughs> it, it, and, it, and it's it's silly man it's a silly thing and you're absolutely right i mean every every action has a reaction right i mean, I mean when you when you go out and you play this game like expect that some shit's gonna happen yeah and it's know? not only um in like those slavic countries that the u.s has been surrounding Russia. I mean, we in Japan, ever since World War II, we're heavily involved there, and we have uh, permanent military bases there with, you know, naval fleets and all that stuff. And Japan is literally right off the freaking coast of Russia on that coast. Right. And then we're heavily involved in Southeast Asia. And then on top of that, 
on the other side. And then also India too is a, is a big like US ally and also Pakistan and all, like just all these countries that are just all around Russia are just being basically infiltrated by for, like military alliances and forces that are friendly to US and Europe and uh, you know western powers. How wild was it to see uh China, Xi Jinping come out and be like, yeah, yo Russia, you need to chill the fuck out and talk to these people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, chill. I, and I I hope that also He's like we ain't puts, ready yet, homie. <laughs> yeah. I also hope that puts to bed the whole like Russia China in bed. Like and I'd have to look I mean, up the exact quote, but Xi Jinping basically said like there's limitations to our like you know our, Alliance. Yeah. yeah no, I, I I don't even think he I don't even think he maybe. used yeah, I don't even think he used a strong or a word as strong as alliance, but he was basically like there's you know yeah, he wants no part in this. No. As you know Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Well I think yet. like Nick said it. Do you I, think do you think it, this emboldens China to make moves on Taiwan? No, no, I don't, yeah, I don't think, think so. so I think initially I thought maybe, and then I was like, nah, I don't, I don't see that. I think happening. if China wants Taiwan, That's they'll, they'll take it whenever they want it. Yeah. They pulled another, uh, like, there was a lot of reports on that saying, you know, Chinese, and we've talked about this before, uh, and they're saying, you know, Chinese uh, jet planes have been spotted in the Taiwan, uh, uh, what is it, aviation identification zone or something like that. That happens like every three months. And uh, yeah, we talked about this before. The the identification zone part of it is over mainland China. So you yeah, know, right, right. and there's They're a military base. Each other over. It, yeah, and there's a military base inside of it, inside of the identification zone. So. Um, you know, it's basically impossible for China to avoid the identification zone. It's their fucking mainland. So the fact that Chinese jets flew through that zone means nothing. Yeah, we pulled up that map one day. It's like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's it feels like, like how the, does this not happen all yeah, the time? Exactly. <laughs> well, they only bring it. It does happen all the time, but they only bring it up whenever they want to stir up tension. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But like Nick said, I hope this kind of, in some sense, puts to bed that China is this. You know, lingering physical force that we have to be aware of. You know, I, you can make an argument that I would kind of agree with that it's a, you know, a uh, a tech force that's kind of invaded us in a sense. Mm-hmm. But physically, I I think one, they're way too smart to even do that, even if they have the numbers to just throw until we're, we run out of people. Yeah, there's like they're just looking to become an, an economic empire. That's right. not based in crony capitalism, just full on <laughs> cronyism. <laughs> um, that's I think that's what their plan is. I don't think it will go as well, just because of what we talked about before. Just you can't force someone to be the fucking next Elon Musk over there. Yeah, you kind of yeah. have to. You know, that person would want it to be it. But uh, me and Cam were talking the other day about this, and again, it kind of comes back to me talking how America just fucks things up. And again, I'm not trying to say. What Russia's doing is good. I don't think that's good because, again, it's a. There's no reason for doing this. The civilians are dying for no reason. But if America was not part of NATO, and NATO wasn't a thing that was encroaching onto Russian soil, really, is what's going on. Look at Poland. Poland hates Russia's guts. Right. Like if if Poland Horrible. had a, the ability for good reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Poland had the ability to go in there and stick. Putin on a spike, they would do that immediately. Mm. And I think they probably have the special forces to do it. Yeah. Because they put a lot of resources to those people now. 
Yeah, and the US too. has put a lot of resources yeah. into them too. But like if there was a co- a co- uh well, coalition? Coalition, co- coalition coalition of the Slavic countries around Russia, right? And mm. they joined and they're like, "Hey guys, if you get invaded by Russia, we'll help you out." Mm. That would be something that's plausible and I think Russia would have a lot harder time of saying this is we can't accept this. Yeah. Right? But then since America's a part of it, it's a lot easier for them to be like, "Hey, this is fucked up." Yeah. Cuz if like you look at Poland right now, right? They're right next to Ukraine. And who separates them from Russia? Is it uh, Hung- not Hungary? Um, it's a uh, No, uh, I thought Ukraine. Poland was right up against Russia. Is it? It's I think there's a small maybe country. Maybe Lithuania or something. Maybe something like that. Lithuania I think is north of But like uh, when I was talking to Cameron about this, I'm like, dude, if Poland wasn't part of NATO, there's no doubt in my mind they'd be sending their boys over oh, yeah. to fuck them up, to fuck Russia and, up. And also there's, like, a huge U.S. military presence in Poland. Yeah. Poland is, like, taken. Like, it's it's over. There's nothing Russia can do about it at this point. If they, um, you know, if they do anything, it's it's World War Three. That's correct. But what I'm um, saying is, like, I feel like Russia uh, – not Russia. I, I feel like Poland would have done this on themselves. Obviously, they had the ability yeah, to not spend their own money on oh, Belarus, uplifting their own uh, – Oh, that's right. It's Belarus. Yeah. And Belarus is, is very Russian friendly. They're Correct. like, they're basically a, you know, yeah. puppet state of Russia. Um, which, you know, I don't mean that as like a derogatory term, really. I just, they're controlled, they're basically controlled by Russia. Um, they're a buffer state. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, speaking of Poland, I mean, th- and this is one of the trends that's been going on with the U.S. military, uh, over the past like decade is basically the, the U.S. hub on, like, keeping track of Russia used to be in Germany. And we still have, like, tens of thousands, I think, of troops in Germany. Uh, there's tons of military bases in Germany. But that's kind of starting to dwindle down a little bit. I think uh, like, there's a couple of reasons for that. I think, first of all, it's starting to look a little bit like an occupation, <laughs> even at, even though it's been, like, freaking 80 years at this point. Um, that the U.S. has been there. It's kind of surprising that people haven't seen it that way until now. But it's just like there's a lot of U.S. troops in Germany, and Germany is a European country. And so it's it, people start to see it like, you know, I don't know, just not it, – it's like they're supposed to be like your uh, – your, and I'm not saying that like I think that way, but I'm just saying like – a lot of people see it that way. They're like, wait, Germany? Like, this is like, you know, just a civilized Europe, European country or whatever. And it's like, all these U.S. troops are there. It's not the same as, like, a bunch of U.S. troops in Syria. People don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's starting to wind down. I think a lot of Germans are kind of over it. They're over having these freaking 18-year-old uh, uh, American, women. American soldiers yeah. zipping down the Autobahn on in Dodge Chargers, you know? Just fucking <laughs> plowing their women. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of getting old. And so uh, and Poland kind of wants the U.S.'s help. And so it's kind of moving e- or, uh, yeah, east into Poland, uh, the majority of, like, the U.S. involvement in Europe. And so that's, you know just they're they're kind of like marching east in the in the view of russia you know mm. yeah that's and that's not good because again that's closer east <laughs> yeah it's even more just like you know tensions rising um but yeah so let's i guess let's talk about some of the other things that have happened here i uh 
let's talk about some of the major propaganda things that have come out. The, the ghost of Kiev. Yeah, the ghost of Kiev. We don't know if that one's real or not yet. Yeah, it was, it's it's weird because a lot of these are confirmed by Ukrainian government. Yeah. And then later confirmed false by Ukrainian government. Right, yeah. So it's, I think they maybe they know it's going to be... You know, I think I think I think a point. lot of it is like morale boosting, right? Which I to- you know I totally understand. Yeah. So the ghost of Kiev was a uh, so the, basically the Ukrainian air force uh, started like doing counter uh, counter attacks against the the Russian MIGs that were coming in and bombing uh, some of the border cities, um, and there was one specific or i guess they they were coming into kiev to to bomb like targets around the city and the, there was one ukrainian mig left fighting yeah after. alone alone mig 29 who's apparently credited for six air to air kills yeah and people have dubbed him as the which would have made him an ace fighter pilot in a day yeah and i don't know anything about the military, but MIGs are very old, right? I'm sure yeah, like well, 29 they, represents a number and like how new it is, but right. The MIG is just like, yeah, like a kind of like a Slavic designation almost like, or well, Russian, but okay. um, a lot of Slavic countries have those jets, but it's just like, it's like in the U S how all our jets start with F, you know, like a F 15, F 35. It's like the same thing with them. I remember playing this game and MIG was in it. So I'm assuming I shot down the MIGs. <laughs> Yeah, they're yeah. associated with Russian bloc, kind of. Yeah, so another uh, story that was kind of, um, I guess it's still kind of true, just the end result was a little murky, was the Snake Island, uh, the the group of, what was it, 13 soldiers on mm-hmm. Snake Island, which I, I'm not even really sure. Did, did you look into where exactly Snake Island is, or is it just a small island off of? Uh, yeah, it's a small the, uh, island like south of Crimea. I think, okay. I think it's In just south sea. of Spider Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right to the left of Bird Island. Yeah. Ah. But if you if you once you cross north Dog Island, Island, you've gone too far. Once you cross Dog <laughs> north Island. North of North of Penn Island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh the guys at Serpent Island were the they they were the dudes that, you know, the Russian warship basically said like we are Russian warship if you know you don't surrender whatever, whatever, and then one of the dudes hit them back and was like, hey, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and and they released, basically, there was a European, pol- or a, sorry, Ukrainian politician who released the audio and said, we just received this audio from Snake Island, the, you know, the Ukrainian soldiers defending this, you know, rock in the middle of the Black Sea, or, or the, is it the Black Sea or the Baltic? No, it's the Black Sea. Um, they, um, you know, they refused to surrender to this Russian warship. And then it was claimed that the Russian warship bombarded them and killed them all after they refused to surrender. But then we found out two or three days later that they actually surrendered and they were alive. Yeah. And this was another one that the Ukrainian government was like, we confirmed that all 13 were killed on the island, blah, blah, blah. But then the Ukrainian Navy came out and said, or maybe it was the Russian Navy. No, I think it was the Ukrainian Navy came out and was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, they're alive and well. So it's like. Right. So we're just supposed to kind of like shrug that off and be like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, right. But it was really, I mean, it was kind of clear what the purpose of that was. It was a morale booster right. for, you know, Ukrainian troops. Like, oh, these people just all gave their lives for our country. Like, what for the fuck meme. am I doing? <laughs> but do, but don't you, For a meme, bro. But don't you at the same time, like, do, don't you think it, like, riles up, like... Americans as well. Yeah, because I mean, we will. It, it's naturally, also to get the attention of foreigners, right? Yeah, naturally, like we want the lesser person to win, right? Like, yeah, the underdog, the underdog, right? Yeah. And so, like, it's the underdog story where you're like, okay, like I'm ready to go fight Ukraine. Yeah, you're like, you know, damn, like, these boys are freaking getting it. Like, yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah, Where it kind of gets, gets up the whole like, uh, yeah. you know, and neocons Ukraine did and activate a uh, international. Um, unit that they're they're going to be providing full funding for and like so basically anybody internationally who wants to go fight for ukraine can right. go be a part of this international unit so yeah, yeah. That, that page i sent you guys earlier battles and beers or whatever where they just keep posting like yeah uh like stories about people yeah uh, soldiers they're like they're like civilians. first-hand accounts basically of like you know some of the shit that's going on over you there you think a lot of that is propaganda <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard to, tell, to say, man. I guess, right? It I mean, is. they, they, some of they, that stuff is really freaking like just, yeah, heartbreaking, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I don't it's know. Like 18 I mean, year old I, kids like talking about, oh, yeah. I just like, you know, got off the phone with my mom and then now I'm going to go fight on the front line. Saw my buddy Sergey get blown to 20,000 pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I, I, I'd go on a limb to say that. I think probably most of it is pretty accurate yeah. the guy who's doing all of the like sourcing of these stories uh he's like pretty diligent about confirming mm -hmm. all of these uh you know like confirming the accuracy of these yeah i was reading those last night yeah, yeah this guy nick Laidwall, laid laid law yeah um, i have a lot of uh yeah accounts that i follow that i trusted a lot before this conflict broke out and i'm trying to like stick to those accounts yeah 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 like uh the American Gopnik, he's he's been pretty yeah, good. That guy, yeah, he really I think does a good he, job. He's he Armenian, went, so he was, he went there like a year or two, or maybe right. He well, there. he he's Armenian, so he went to the Nagorno Karabakh War, yes. uh, Armenia and yep. Azerbaijan. Uh, he went kind of after it was kind of ended, which is probably good because yeah. You know. Uh, but, um, yeah, he went over there because he's you know of Armenian descent and was really interested in that. I think that's kind of what kicked off his like just kind of uh amateur journalist career which is kind of cool for him and now he's uh covering this war but um yeah so and i guess some other oh there's one kind of minor one uh miss ukraine they were claiming that miss ukraine was out there like, yeah you know, holding slinging a lead but she's freaking holding an airsoft gun in the photos <laughs> that they're uh Classic. posting of her right so, you know, it's just, it's a lot of this propaganda is they just count on you being fucking stupid yeah, and just yeah. not knowing anything about anything. Right. And, and most people, I mean, most you know, people, well, yeah, I mean, you see a gun, like who knows the difference between an airsoft and a real gun. And that's, that's what they're counting on is that you don't know the difference. And, right. Yeah. Well, it's like, if anything, this is actually a really good, not a really good, but it's an interesting kind of take to look at and be like, Hey. This is why it's listened to the actual media, right? Because who knows what these sources on the internet are real or not. In a sense, they're kind of right. But in a sense, this is the stuff that the mainstream media would have been doing 50 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's like... One of the big like claims that I'm seeing right now that is... I think it's going to play a huge factor. And 
um, I feel like it's propaganda and I feel like it's a story that they're trying to, uh, to create is these videos of Russian troops saying, you know, we're sorry. We didn't know we were coming yeah, here. Putin lied. Uh, Putin, Putin lied. Putin lied to us. Uh, we thought we were going to a training exercise. Right. Uh, I think there's a couple of different possible explanations. First, it could be just straight Ukrainian propaganda to try and make Putin look like Hitler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I think there's three that I think are like possible here. So second, I think it's just stressed soldiers that think they're going to die. Trying to get trying their, to you're right. like make themselves look like they weren't the trying ones to survive. Who, basically. Yeah, they weren't the ones who decided to go there. They right. you know, so that's a possibility. And then um, third, maybe it's like a preemptive plan from Russia that they like told these soldiers to say this. So that, um, I don't know, maybe it'd throw them off or something. I don't know. That's probably the least likely, um, option, but that's just something I was thinking could be a possibility because we've also, like you've been saying earlier, um, there's, you know, rumblings that maybe Russia's sending in inexperienced young troops to just kind of destabilize Ukraine before they send in the real army and, uh, you know, send in the actual wave of, uh, of specialized and experienced troops. Because it it just blows my mind that Russia would be so disorganized going into Ukraine like they have been because um, they have military exper- experience. They've been in That's, Syria. They've been involved yeah. in a lot of conflict um, over the you know recent years. It doesn't seem likely that they would be so disorganized like they were. Right, and I think mm-hmm. that almost kind of supports the idea that maybe, um, and I I don't know if I'm completely sold on this idea, but that kind of also supports the idea that they, mm-hmm. um, they the soldiers really didn't, mm-hmm. you know, plan on doing this. Like, because it, it, it just seems so, or, like, unorganized and chaotic, like, he was like, yeah, well, now that the DRP and the LRP are, you know, their own sovereign nations, we'll go there and, you know, we'll just kind of claim that territory and say we're doing military exercises. And then it was like, out of nowhere, he's like, fucking blow up Kiev. You know, right. it, it just seems very unorganized for, like you said, a, a, a country who is no stranger to conflict. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we may never really know the, the complete answer, but... The, the idea that it's not just, like, a scare tactic, that's not really an idea that's being out there, you know? It seems like, to me, maybe it was just, like, a hard flex, you know? But I guess you don't... I don't know. Maybe not. I, I don't really... Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know how much more you got on that sheet. But I'm thinking it would be an interesting go if we just kind of tossed around from person to person what we think maybe happens in the next week or two i think i guess i think one of one of two things could happen i think in i think in either scenario russia takes the donbass region and crimea and retreats naturally on their own which i think is less likely than them zelensky and putin meeting and kind of coming to that same conclusion i think either way Russia gets the Donbass and Crimea region. I don't think it ends in nuclear war, but I definitely think we're a lot closer than we've probably ever been to nuclear war with Russia. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it ends with nuclear missiles. 
which that should be priority number one for the entire fucking world right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's something, you know, people should be thinking about because, uh, you know, Russia, like I was talking about earlier, they had to upgrade their nuclear arsenal. They have missiles that could, like, take out the entire state of Texas because these things, um, they're like multiple warheads in one missile. Yeah. And these warheads split and they could take out, like, every major city in Texas in one strike. I like that. That's great. That's great. Right. I wonder what um, we have that just nobody really talks about. Anyway, go right. ahead. But um, all right, I guess my take is I, um, I mean, <clears throat> I think right now the, the the Russians are getting kind of close to Kiev, and I think that's like a really just turning point moment that could just anything could happen. We, I mean, it could uh, it could lead to Ukraine just. Uh, surrendering the Donbass and Crimea, or maybe they'd give up more than that. Um, I think that's really all that Putin wants. Uh, but I mean, who knows, but the, the real issue I think is like once they get to Kiev and they start, uh, you know, shit starts going down there, what could happen? Uh, what type of, you know, propaganda can we see convincing Western nations that they need to get involved and, um, you know, how how bad can this really get <laughs> is really what I'm getting at. Um, but hopefully, you know, the, it gets it gets resolved somewhat. I mean, it's too late for peace to be resolved peacefully. But, um, you know, in a way that uh, less people die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just freaking uh, stop killing people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Like you two have said, it's, I think the best case scenario is in some form, Russia and the Ukraine puppet come to a either mutual decision that Russia takes. I think there's a river that cuts through the middle of Ukraine and uh, Kiev is on the western end of that. So, you know, we as humans love fucking natural borders yeah rivers are just like yeah we get fucking hard on it's like oh fuck yeah that's the border right there boys you're on that side you're on the other side so the west of that river which is the west of kiev would be i would assume east ukraine they'd call it or some torp some sort of russian i don't think they call it part of russia because that's their whole point is to have buffer states yeah, I've seen that uh, that proposal of like East oh, is Ukraine there? and West Ukraine. Well, I've seen people talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, that know. seems like pretty natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's best case scenario, right? So th- the fighting stops, civilians stop dying, and that happens. I think worst case scenario, Russia, like Nika stated, has their fucking their uh, hook just waiting. They've been jabbing Ukraine this whole time, and they're gonna let out their hook, mm. which is probably just fucking just flat them out. You know, I don't think Russia stands up to us in any way militarily, but I feel like Ukraine, they could destroy if they wanted to. And they destroy them. Uh, I don't think Biden's puppets or Biden's masters are idiots. They're like, we can't stop it because if we do, we go into a hot war with Russia. And that's ridiculous and stupid Mm. because I think we've been closer to a nuclear war, which is the Cuban Missile Crisis. And... I would hope most of the people who puppet Biden are in charge of the United States are still aware of that and be like, let's never get that close ever again, Mm. because that really came down to two people, the leader of the Russia, the Soviet Union at the time and 
was it FDR or not FDR? It was uh, was it Wood? Wilder Wilson? I forget who it was. Who what? During the missile crisis, the Cuban missile oh, crisis. Oh, uh, John F. Kennedy. Yeah. It came down to them just being actual, like, good human beings and be like, no, yeah. we're not going to fucking destroy each there, other. Yeah, there was, I mean, that's something that people need to realize how many close calls we've had with Russia. Like, yeah, that was literally, like, like there was an hours instance, away from mutual destruction. Right. There was an instance where a Russian, um, I can't remember his name, but there was a Russian, uh, general who was in charge of the nuclear you know arsenal in uh, basically the defensive nuclear arsenal in uh, which is kind of a funny way to say it but in russia where they saw on their system a u.s nuclear missile inbound and he had to make the decision of like because you know if he doesn't press the button he's dead yeah the new before he gets the chance to retaliate so he's you know, left with the decision of is this a malfunction or do I fucking send the nuclear bombs? And he decided, I think it's a malfunction, and he let he didn't do yeah, it, and I it was and it was a yeah. malfunction. Yeah. yeah, so we've been very big close scary, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big scary stuff. So again, my my best case scenario is Ukraine gets split up into an east and west. Worst case scenario, a lot more civilians die. The entire Ukraine state becomes part of. You know, a Russia border state. Which would really instigate the West. <laughs> Correct. And <laughs> America probably not wanting to look like a bunch of bitches for whatever reason on the other side of the world decide to bolster more within uh, Poland and Germany. And what happens the next 5, 10? Because, again, 2014 was the last time we had something happening. Mm. Next 10 years, who knows what the fuck happens. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Cam? What do you think? Uh Best case scenario, I think some of these like schmuck senators, Republican senators, and NATO institute a no fly zone in mm. Ukraine, and then uh, good old no fly zone. And then we shoot down a Russian air, uh, um, air force uh, plane, and then uh, all out uh, nuclear war breaks out. It's your and best then, case uh, scenario. Yeah, that's my best case scenario. <laughs> and then, uh, you don't have high hopes for this, huh? <laughs> Mutual destruction. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually, you know, we, we're living in like the Book of Eli, you know, just kind of walking around in the, the, the dust storm, you know? <laughs> so that's best case that's scenario. That's another, that one guy, Adam Kinzinger, was, uh, was, uh, calling for a no fly zone over Ukraine. So basically, U.S. Air Force planes shooting down anything exactly. that's not Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah. Like holy oh, that, shit! Yeah, like, talk about a way like a to really idea. start a war. Yeah, like, like well, the, uh, the Senator Roger Roger Wicker, or whatever, Mississippi, maybe I don't know. He also was in, was uh, calling for that. I'm like, uh, like, do you get? And then, do you understand you, how this works? Are, are, and then two days later, like, two days later, after freaking Kinzinger had just said that he wanted to institute a no fly zone, he was like, "See, Russia's a paper tiger. We don't got to worry about them." It's yeah, like, that that was another uh, interesting thing. I'm like, okay, are they the biggest threat to the nation, to the world, or are they just paper tigers? Yeah, yeah. it just shows you just like the the cockiness of these people. Like they yeah. they want to instigate a war, but also they want to just like talk shit at the same time well that the, i mean that's, that's a good point right because are they well you have to ask this you have to ask the question are they are they really that stupid or is it just like you're flexing because you know it's not going to happen you know yeah either way you're still an idiot like yeah. you know you don't get around it you're still an idiot you get too much pride or whatever but mm. um 
Yeah, that yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping goes down. Um Nuclear war. Yeah, nuclear war. That's <laughs> good. Cam- Do you have a gas mask yet? Or Cameron's oh, yeah. been crossing his fingers this whole entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna for, like, man, for a bomb to go off in Washington DC be... right now. I just want to be a part of history. It's you know? funny the the <laughs> one like I think hypersonic rocket that Russia had. They did yeah. like a uh, ten those. They did Is that like the a, czar the czar bomba or whatever. I'm not sure. That sounds about right. But they um, they released like a footage of. Like, um, I think it, what is it? Like an example of like how they could use it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the footage that they showed, it showed it hitting South Florida. Oh, wonderful. Because, because the reason for that is because they could send it over the South pole. Um, yeah. Over the, I think the South pole. Yeah. That would make sense to hit South Florida. Right. Right. Um, so in that case, it would bypass any sort of missile defenses that the U.S. has. Wonderful. Until it was like you know over Cuba, yeah, and it's like too late at that point, yeah. And that would be uh, Russia's ability. Yeah. yeah. So what you're yeah, telling the, me is this, the Tsar Bomba is the the largest nuclear weapon ever tested. So and it's we need to send big booty Latin hoes to Russia. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. So they're like, we can't bomb South Florida. <laughs> yeah, their Latin big booty hoes need to be live. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's all that's all I'm getting from this. That's I like true. your defense need, strategy. Yeah, some of the some of the thermal barrack bombs that they've been setting off, dude. We need to nuts. propagandize Russians to just fall in love. With yeah, Latin our, our Latin hoes of the South Florida, <laughs> hey. send your thoughtness over there. Be Get, careful with the Latin ho thing. No, they're fine, dude. Jesus. I think Service. we should say it louder. Yeah. Get them riled up. Yeah, right. Yeah, our Latin thoughts. Maybe we could get them over here and see if they want to interview. Send, so, send so, over your twerk videos to so the Russian those, generals. So those of you who obviously can't hear, uh, Cameron has some backdoor neighbors <laughs> who are Latin, and they are getting they down. get rowdy yeah. sometimes. Hey, we 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 have it. We have our thing set up so you can't hear them, but. They're loud. Man. They're yeah. loud. We can if, hey, if they're We've sending, heard them the entire podcast. If they're sending twerk videos to <laughs> Russian generals right now, holy cow! That's fine. Um, no, I. I mean, I don't know. I. I just know they have, uh, you know, uh, rockets that are capable of going yeah. over the South Pole. Yeah, that's and, not good. I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at worst, right? If that doesn't happen, they bomb New York. Yeah, hopefully so your family's it out. Used, it used to be, <laughs> dude. It was our, like, our family is less than five miles as the crow flies. So if a bomb detonates in New York, all of our families. Well, they've had plenty of time to move out now. Yeah, yeah and that's what I said to him. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? If you guys get blown up a nuclear blast, it's your problem. COVID <laughs> happened <laughs> two years later. This happened. Yeah. What other else do you need to happen? You guys have had every single sign to get the fuck out of that shithole, and you yeah. haven't. So yeah. you know what? If you get blown up by a nuclear detonation, it's your fault. Yeah. I did it four years ago. Best decision I ever made. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what was that meme you posted? Uh, one of you two, when you when you see the nuclear blast coming, uh, lay down with your face <laughs> forward oh, so yeah, your head was, melts that first. Was me, yeah, <laughs> so oh. you die so instantly. Your yeah. head disintegrates first. Yeah, oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's good. It's valid advice, I would so, say. That's not good. Here. It's it's probably not good when public schools are starting to do nuclear drills again. Yeah, are they going to make the kids... So they went from making the kids wear masks to making them hide under their desks yeah. scaring them that they're going to, you know, die of a nuclear explosion. Yeah, also yeah. I so think... So no like, matter what times you're in, they're always trying to scare your kids. This is like a good, like, um, <laughs> like COVID regime back out, too. Oh, this is yeah. the perfect back out yeah. plan. When they realize oh, that yeah. everybody's over it yeah. and oh, their yeah. agenda completely failed and yeah. everything and it's they another... said was proven wrong, they're like, ah, 
would just sneak out the back door while Russia, Russia blows just, up take, take all your money out of Pfizer right. and put it into Lockheed And they Martin. conveniently, like, slide into something that, like, you know, literally only the federal government can protect you from. Yeah. Like, we're you, the only ones that can protect you right, from right. Russia. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Pull your money out of Pfizer. Like, all right, COVID. Put it into all right. All right. It wasn't that big of a deal. Don't, all right, don't worry. Yeah. We, yeah. Were, we were the only ones who could save you from that, too. But yeah. now you figured it out, so... Let's slide into something real fucked up. Yeah. Hey, choose <laughs> choose to bomb with it. Zarbamba. 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 Yeah, that could be fun. A little duke in my. That could be a good that. night, huh? Zarbamba. Zarbamba. That sounds like a good whiskey. Zarbamba. Any any closing. Zarbamba. Any closing remarks? Are you trying to say? I yeah. My closing remark was the sound of that. Are we still live? My closing remark is. What are you talking about? The U.S. should pull out of Poland, and let's see what those Poles can do to Russia. Mm. They've been one to scrap with them for a while, so let's just see what those wild dogs over there can do. Boys, boys, boys. Um, We already choose. We're going to keep going? I don't know. Because I have to choose again. I just just want to see Poles fuck up some Russians. All right. uh, Cheers to the Poles. Cheers to To the the Poles. To the Poles. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Gonna make it on my own. Life can take the strongest man Making deals so long Now and then I feel a cold wind Blowing through my aching bone I think back to what my daddy said Said, boy, in the darkness Just before dawn It's just so shine It's better than sunshine Better than moonshine.